Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. I am excited today to welcome Trina Chabot. Um, Trina did what she thought she was supposed to do in life, but it didn't feel like the way it was supposed to feel. A career, kids, house, and spouse were not enough to make her happy. In her darkest hours, she decided not to end her life, even though she felt stuck and empty. Almost by accident, Trina realized that it was up to her to change her future and give herself what was missing. She had to turn inward and reconnect to the true self that had been buried over the years. Trina grew in important ways and is now a supportive and insightful teacher for others in their life journey. With over two decades as a self-improvement specialist, Trina has helped over a thousand people to make meaningful changes in their lives. People who work with her are empowered to move forward and have clarity on what they need to do to overcome obstacles to their happiness and success. Welcome, Trina, to the podcast. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you so much, Anne. Thank you for having me here. It's great to be with you. So tell us, how uh, the journey that you took to get here? Oh, it's uh, it's been a, about 12 years, I guess, of um, self-discovery. So I was just going on in life like I thought I was supposed to, right? Get married, have kids, get the career, all the things that my mom said would be good for me to do. And uh, so it, it'll be coming up on 13 years that um, I just wasn't feeling good about it. I um, was very unhappy. I had tried to make some changes in my marriage and they just weren't going the direction that I thought. I had to make a very difficult decision because I didn't want to hurt the people in my life, right? I didn't want to upset my children with a divorce and everyone else thought I had the best life in the world, happy marriage, all these things, but I wasn't feeling happy about it. So. Um, that was tough to surprise my ex-husband with the news that I needed to not be married anymore and to go off and do my own thing. So it was when I heard myself say, I was thinking about ending things, and I heard myself say um, to my or about my children, um, they're strong, they'll be okay. And as soon as I said that, it was like just a, a shot to the chest, right? <laughs> No, they won't be okay. How could they ever be okay? 
So I knew that ending my life was not the thing to do. And yet I didn't think I had a choice, but I was upset at work. And my friend there was asking me what's going on. And I said, I just don't have a choice. I'm, I'm stuck in this. I'm not happy, but I don't have a choice. And he said to me, Trina, you always have a choice. And so with that awareness, I needed to make that choice. And as I said, and that marriage. So the interesting thing, though, was that I was really happy at that point, right? I've got my freedom. I'm going to live life the way I want it now, fulfill all my needs myself. Then I got into another relationship right away. Even though I said, I don't need to be married. I don't ever want to be with someone ever again. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm in this relationship. And it was going well for a little bit. And then it felt the same. It felt like I was headed down that same road that would eventually end in divorce. So I started thinking, like, are all men the same? Will I ever be happy in a relationship? So I I said, like, "Hmm, no, this one is different in this way and different in that way. So it can't be that they're all the same. So if men aren't all the same, then what could be the, oh, it's me. I'm the common denominator. So that was my very first awareness that if I wanted a different life, I would have to be different. I needed to figure out what I was doing that was contributing to this. And so I started with self-awareness and and feeling my feelings and different things. And at that time, I was still working in my job. So that job gave me independence. I was making good money. I could look after the needs of my children. I didn't need my husband's, the the first husband's income. Um, And so I just kept doing that for a while while I became more self-aware and started to read different self-help books. And I actually... um, had some other work done, so some energy work. And the practitioner told me that my body was craving spirituality. And I said to her, I don't even know what that is. So I had, she says, well, you'll have to find out. (laughs) So then I started to get into spiritual self-help books and, and look at what that was. So around, so while that was going on, work was kind of getting boring too, doing the same thing for so many years. Um, I was teaching in business administration. I was specializing in human resources and I like change. So, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, just wasn't enough for me. Plus the morale in the workplace wasn't great. People were just counting down the days to retirement. So I needed to get out of there. So my children were approaching the age where they were going to be graduating from high school. So one graduated and then two years later, the next one, then I knew it would be my time. I didn't have to work anymore. I could go off and pursue something else. So going back to the spirituality thing, I started looking into what is my life purpose. And I came across a definition that said, your life purpose isn't something that you're going to eventually arrive at. It's something you're living already. Everything that you've done in your life, everything you're doing, everything you will do is all linked to your life purpose. And all the people that come and go out of your life, too, is linked to what you're supposed to be doing with your life. So so I I sat down and I said, like, if I'm going to leave this job, what am I moving into? So I thought, well, my life purpose is teaching. I had been a teacher to my younger siblings, my um, sisters. And um, teaching for 18 years in the community college. 
So I knew that it would be teaching. And then as far as a topic goes, I wasn't prepared to go back to university and learn something new. So I had to do what I had already been doing, which was business. So I started a training company and I was training new supervisors on how to have better relationships with their employees because of all the morale issues that were going on in my workplace, all the stories that the students had told me, I thought this is purposeful. It's important to do this. So I started doing that and had some workshops and things that had gone on and then some booked and then COVID hit. So when COVID hit, my workshops were canceled. I had a trade shows to do promoting there. Those were all canceled. I went from momentum to nothing. And I'm sure a lot of other people did too. But that gave me some time to just think about where I was going to go in life. About a month later, I actually had a client. Um, so some companies did well during COVID. Pharmaceuticals, one did. And uh, they hired me to work for 16 weeks with one of their new supervisors. And as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, oh, this isn't really it. I'm not enjoying this. It's still like I'm back at the community college doing the same work. So I haven't really made a change in my life. At the same time, I joined a women's connection company <laughs> and uh, got to see what other women were doing with their careers and different types of coaching they were doing, different things that they were involved with. And I thought, wow, there really is more out there. So I don't have to stay just doing this supervisor coaching stuff, but I can um, recreate myself as something else. So I tried to label myself as a healthy aging uh, coach. And then I found that I didn't really have the science background, the biology background to explain things to people. And I thought, I'm not going back to school to get uh, another degree in science just so I can be a healthy aging professional. So I was struggling. I was stuck and, you know, trying to move things forward. But this is the interesting thing. People were saying, like, just get on the phone and sell some of those supervisor programs. But I just couldn't pick up the phone. And it's not that I felt I was an imposter, because obviously I've been doing that work for a long time, but I didn't want the business. I didn't want to have clients because I didn't want to do the work. So then I'm, how can I sell the program if I don't really, <laughs> like I want the money, but I don't want uh, to have to serve th these people in this way. So I was talking to a coach. We just did a, a little connect and uh, she asked me a couple of questions. She says, um, what is your why? And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> she says, why do you get out of bed in the morning? And I said, well, I guess because the dog has to pee. I don't know why I get out of bed. <laughs> so, so she says, well, when you're 80 years old, looking back on your life, what are you going to say about it? And I said, well, I just don't want to regret. I don't want to say, oh, I wish I would have done this or done that. And so she's still trying to dig to get at it. And, and she says, well, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned in your life? And, I, and that was an easy answer. It was how unhappy I was when I was in that marriage to how happy I am now because of the inner work that I've done for myself, the spirituality and the mindfulness and all those things. And as soon as I said that, it was like the bells went off. Ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. <laughs> and it felt like, you know, the cars are all on the track and the train's ready to go. And I just felt in alignment with my authentic self, with my life experience. And I knew that happiness was the thing that I was supposed to be doing.
So that's a long ways off from HR, <laughs> but it's definitely a lot more fun. And I think it's a lot more important too, because I feel everything starts with that foundation of happiness, with that inner environment that we can create. And then we can take that into relationships, into work, being a parent, you know, whatever it is. So, so that's how I got to be where, how I got to be the happiness quarterback. <laughs> and I think that's the one place, excuse me, that's the one thing that a lot of people are missing. And that is that you're unhappy, but you think it's everything else around you and you fail to look at yourself. And so many programs talk about um, happiness from the outside, on the outside. But what you're doing is you're speaking about it, how to actually look inside yourself and reinvent um, what you do to gain happiness. So to that end, you've put together a program called Four Plays for Winning at Happiness. Uh, talk about the four plays and how you got to, to that. Yeah, so the Four Plays for Winning at Happiness is actually my signature talk. So it's called The Inner Game, Four Plays for Winning at Happiness. And what I did for the four plays was I sat back and I thought, what are the four biggest shifts that I've made in my life to get me to feeling much, much better about myself. So I already mentioned one was spirituality. Um, so that would be play three, join the winning team. But the first one is um, become a free agent. So play number one is become a free agent. And when, so back when I was still married, I just wanted freedom. I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. I've got students bugging me all day. I've got my kids bugging me. I've got my husband not doing what I want him to do. Like, I just wanted to be free of all of it. And that, and that, um, that feeling is an escape feeling, right? Like a fight or flight thing. So when you're thinking in the moment of like, I think I should kill myself, it's just a flight response. So if we can recognize like, oh, I'm just stressed out and this is my response, I want to just get away from the situation. So what I came to understand about freedom was that it's not just um, wanting to do what you want to do when you want to do it, but it's about freedom from this thing, <laughs> number one. So I, I actually had um, an experience in meditation where I could feel my self separate from my head kind of thing. Like there were, it, it was almost like there were two beings in my head. And one of them was all the stuff, right? All the programming, all societal expectations, the inner critic, all of those things were just on me in my head. And when I felt that, I just said, oh, I need freedom from myself. And all that, those expectations I'm putting on myself. So I want people to realize when they're feeling like, I just want to be free, that it's a lot of different things going on that they're desiring to be free from, right? And another major one is emotions. We've got emotions that get triggered in us that we can't stop from being triggered because, you know, that's how our body is made up. But we have to be aware of them and pay attention to the message that they're giving us while we maybe just let them do their thing and not act on them. Um, and so we need tools to do those things, right? So all of these things we need to be free of, 
we need to grow in certain ways to do that. So that's play number two, be in it to win it, is about having a growth mindset. So this one is really interesting because as an educator, I prided myself as a lifelong learner. I love to learn new things and teach people about them. But then when I discovered the growth mindset, I said, I don't have a growth mindset. I don't want feedback from anyone. I don't want to know where I can improve. I'm not open to failure. I'm not going to put myself out there if I'm, if I'm going to fail, if there's a chance that I'm not going to succeed. Like I need to be safe back here. But we need a growth mindset in our lives because we need to grow. <laughs> when we're stuck somewhere and we don't know what to do, it's time to grow. It's time to learn something new for the next part of our lives. And if we're not able to step into that, then life isn't going to get any better. So that's the wow. second one is, um, yeah, just be willing to improve. Be, be aware of how you're feeling about pushing yourself and maybe scaling it back a bit if you have to and just going slower at a comfortable pace. So we go from freedom to growth to spirituality. And then the last one is talking about um, being your own biggest fan because, and this is, I would say one thing that my clients have in common is the inner critic is so strong, like the self-doubt, but also just like how we talk to ourselves. We would never talk to anyone else like that. And so we need to be noticing that and stopping that. <laughs> and, uh, and some of that might be from messages that we had as a child that we've held on to for some reason. And, and we need to work at um, moving through those and, and moving away from them. So, and also embracing our flaws. We're human. We're not perfect. And why do we think we have to be? And why do we pretend to be? We need to allow ourselves to just laugh at ourselves about our human experience. Yeah, so those are the, the four biggest things um, that, so, that I talk about because I want people to be aware of these things because obviously those can have a huge impact on a person's life if they tune into those. And then the program is called Happy Starting Today. So I, I say starting today, but then tomorrow you're going to need to remind yourself, happy starting today now, and then the next day, happy starting today. Because it's easy to be unhappy, and it's difficult to be happy, to, to do all the other things that create positive emotions, like life, living your life purpose would be one of them. But to do all of those things to make yourself happy um, takes a lot of work. It takes breaking habits, right? It takes um, developing new ones. And um, obviously, humans like comfort. We like to just do what we do. <laughs> it's, um, and so we need to grow, but we need to push ourselves to do that as well. And, uh, and maybe convince the people in our lives to come along with us too, if they will. But even if they won't, the work that we can do on ourselves will impact them in a positive way as well. When you said, um, was it number three, where you do all of this, um, you read and you learn, but then you don't get the feedback. Um, that just struck me because very often we're doing all of this, we're reading all this self-help and we're moving in that direction, but we're not changing we're we're just we're just pulling the information in 
without actually acting on it. I thought that was an amazing um, statement that you made and, and insight because I certainly find that true for myself. You know, we, we listen to all of the stuff, we watch all the stuff, we read, but we're not getting the feedback to move us forward. Yeah, it's even with what we eat a lot of times, like we know certain things aren't good for us, but we do them anyway, <laughs> right? We eat them anyway, and we know what would be good for us, but we don't stick to it. So it's just something about that automatic behavior that we can't get out of, right? We don't apply the lessons. We don't change our habits. And I think a lot of it is just your mind knowing like we're safe right here. Everything is comfortable. Don't change it because it, that could be risky. So just stay here what you're doing. And it's not a conscious thing. Like you say, people learn things, but they don't apply them. They don't make the changes because I think a lot of us don't have consciousness. So true. Yeah. Or not as so, much consciousness as we need to have. Yeah. So when people decide to work with you, what does your program uh, entail? So I created a program and a community because of the communities that I've been part of have been so helpful and they've helped me to not feel isolated. They've helped me to reach out if I need to talk to someone. And so that I know that people who are struggling with the inner game are probably isolating themselves. So they come in and I have a group program. So um, they do for 12 weeks, we do online lessons. So about an hour of online lessons. And so the, the big things that I've learned in my life along my journey from that very upsetting day um, till now. And, uh, and so we do that um, weekly and then there's a Zoom every week as well. So we check in, how are things going? How's it working? What's happening? And then um, after that, there'll be booster sessions. So they're part of the community forever. And so it's not a membership. They just pay right at, at the beginning. They do the program and then they're in the community. So we're, we're on Facebook and I'll send out messages and stuff too. But these booster sessions, I think, are so important. And that's something I learned when I was teaching training and development <laughs> was that people learn something new at work. And then um, unless it gets reinforced on the job, they forget it and they don't use it. So there's different things you can do. And one of them is to do a booster session. So every so often, just come back and say, okay, do you remember what we learned? Like, and which parts are we using and which ones are we forgetting about? And let's get back to that. And so, uh, so that takes place by Zoom as well. And then I'm working with some other ladies on a virtual summit. So everyone who's in the program will be invited to that as part of the program as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's, we've, um, we've had some great successes from it. Like just, I think the self-awareness and one of the ladies said, like, I'm learning so much about myself. So we've got people, these are women in their middle ages and they're learning about themselves and what they've been doing that hasn't been working, what their patterns have been. And now they're creating, getting rid of those old patterns and creating really good habits in all of those positive emotion areas. So, so I'm excited about it. It sounds wonderful. And so often, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, um, we are in a life pattern 
and everybody around us thinks we're just so happy. And we look at our life pattern and it seems fine. And so we're reluctant to change it. But then at some point you realize that there's something missing, that you need more. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you offer group uh, coaching is wonderful because I think too often we all tend to be isolated or we isolate ourselves. So yeah. that sounds amazing. Thank you. That yeah, sounds really amazing. About, so when we're in pursuit of happiness, right, that's the goals that we're going to achieve. I have my own business or, you know, have children or have a relationship. And those things do bring us happiness, but that happiness doesn't last. And that's because as humans, we adapt to that happiness. So it's the same thing as when you get a raise at work. It makes you happy right away, but then now it's just normal and it's not special anymore. So now you need another raise to make you happy again, right? So we're always, so we're doing this in our lives, happy, unhappy, happy, unhappy. And that's because we're relying on things outside of us. So if we turn inside and create the happiness inside, then we won't have that roller coaster ride anymore. It won't matter what's going on around us. We will have that environment and that foundation that keeps us going. Um, so what has been one piece of advice that you've received in your journey that has been truly um, important and pivotal for you? Well, it would definitely be when I heard that I had a choice, when I was thinking I didn't have a choice. And further to that, I guess I was working with a coach who asked me to think about what did that say about me? So this happened in my life, this happened in my life, this happened in my life, but what did that say about me? What was I doing that was not good for me in whatever those instances were? So in that particular instance of him saying, you always have a choice, I can see that I had given my power away. If you feel you don't have a choice and you can't make a change for yourself, then who, and you're waiting for someone else to do make the change for you or to make you happy or to do what you want them to do, you've given all of your power away to them. So that's why I, I say with the program, like we get empowered. You're taking back your power <laughs> not sitting around waiting for someone to make you happy, making yourself happy. So that's probably the biggest thing. And, and that would be a pattern in, of human behavior and, and also a need. Humans have a need for autonomy. So we can't allow other people to just control what we do and to put all these expectations on us where we don't have a choice because eventually that need for autonomy is going to come out in some way. So true. So where can people find you? They can go to trinashabot.com and everything they need is there to get in touch with me. I do a free coffee call if people want to just talk about their happiness and get some ideas of what could be going on in their lives. And, you know, I present the program to them if, if it's for them. Otherwise, if there's just a couple things I could say to them that will help them get through and make some changes, I'm happy to do that too. And I think that that sounds... Sorry, that's just like my purpose. I know I'm supposed to be serving people with my life, using my gifts, using what I've learned to serve others. And there's too many people who are struggling and they they need to work on their happiness. 
So true. So true. Um, so I can't thank you enough for joining me today. Uh, for everyone who's listening, all of the information will be in the show notes. And uh, there is an application uh, for the four plays for winning happiness on your website that uh, they can fill out as well. I know I did. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a free um, download there. Yeah, it's a free download. So I was excited to get that and take a look at that. So I thank you all so very, very much for joining me today. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.